Well, they say there are no bad fights you can make in the 112, 115 pound division. We are here to put that to the test. I'm Chris Mannix, joined by Eddie Hearn, Matchroom Boxing, and the former 115 pound champion, now hoping to collect some belts in the 112 pound division, Jesse Bam Rodriguez. Guys, uh, Eddie, let me start with you. Uh, why is the, are these divisions so good? I mean, firstly, I can't believe you're no longer a world champion. Yeah, it sounds you know, rude. I know. <laughs> I know. Sorry, man. You, work, you worked your whole life to become <laughs> world champion, and you just gave it up. But you're going to be world champion again yeah. in March, so it's, it's not, not long to go. Yeah. I just think that historically, these guys have always been searching for opportunities. I mean, when you think that Estrada Chocolatito one took place without a broadcaster, right? I think it was in a car park, wasn't it, or something, or wherever it was. <laughs> Wealth TV. Was it? Well, like sorry, playing. apologies to Wealth TV. Yeah, I remember yeah. Wealth TV actually. Rest in peace. And I think that it just shows you, a bit like with women's boxing as well, how long they've been waiting for opportunities like this. And I feel like they're getting now the financial rewards and the recognition. But for years and years, they didn't really have any opportunities or options other than fight the best. So it wasn't like their teams going, okay, I've got all these offers coming in and I'll have to look at who I'm fighting. It was just pure boxing. And I think that's why it's become so successful because when you put two guys together, two elite guys, you're never disappointed in this weight class. Like how often do we make a great fight and it just doesn't quite play out like, you know, every Jesse Rodriguez fight and of course Estrada Chocolatito 3. You know what's going to happen. Like it can't be a bad fight. And I think you know, in terms of consistently providing value for money and excitement for the fight fan, they're undisputed. Jesse, when we... We're coming to the end of that four prince era of the flyweights and the super flyweights. How much did watching those guys go at it over the years motivate you, make you believe that you could be a big name in boxing? Yeah, before I turned pro, I always knew the the, the smaller weights, they didn't really get the attention they deserve in the, in the pro ranks. But like you said, when the four kings arrived, every fight that, that they matched, it was just amazing. And uh, when I would watch those fights, I would, I would picture myself in one of those fights. So to finally be a part of it, it was a dream come true. Mm -hmm. All right, well, we're going to do a little matchmaking here with the 112, 115-pound division. Uh, Eddie, obviously, being a high-tech company, he's got paper and a jar Massive. right here. This is big, so we're going to pull a couple of names out and see what we can do in these two weight classes. All right, we're going to start with Juan Francisco Estrada. Can I just say, imagine if this was real. Right? This <laughs> if is we could do it. Yeah, but this is what we need. Isn't this what Dana White does? Just pulls yeah, in like, yeah. This is what we need to do, like genuinely. These guys, I think... Obviously, you'd have to put the deals together. Mm. But I think all these guys would be up for this format. Yeah. Maybe not with yeah. paper and a jar. Like no. Maybe a little bit more high tech. But you know that that's that no problem. Yeah. You know? anyway, 100%. Uh, let me ask you. that You grew up watching Estrada. Yeah. What what impressed you about him in those days? Uh, just his, his IQ in the ring. Um, he, he knows how to brawl, but he also knows how to box. And I think he's a better boxer than a brawler. So... For him to apply those skills against the opponents, it, it was just it was something uh, special to watch. Yeah, and always fought the best, no question yeah. about that. All right, let's look at his hypothetical opponent. Uh, Kazuto Ayoka here from over in Japan. Eddie, uh, what have you seen from him? What do you think of uh, him as a I think he's a little bit, I mean, he's a very good fighter, a little bit of an unknown quantity in terms of sort of the commercial interest in the, in the division, certainly in America mm -hmm. as well. But, you know, Japan is a massive part of these weight classes. You know, you just saw our guy Kaiguchi lose against Taraja in a tremendous fight. I mean, he's a hell of a fight, Taraja. And of course, you know, Jesse's brother as well going over there mm. in a big fight. And, you know, Jesse trying to replace uh, the, the champion, really, in the flyweight division. So, a good fight. All right, Jesse, Estrada versus Ioka. Who wins? Honestly, I've never seen much of Ioka, but um, I know he's a four-division world champion, if I'm not mistaken. So, that, that's a lot of credit to him. And it just shows that he's a great boxer. So... For these two to match up, it would just uh, 
it'd be a really good fight. Yeah, unless, very, I feel like it'd be very technical because I've seen uh, a few parts of Ioka and he's technical just like Estrada, so it'll be a chess match. Yeah, unless unless it's Chocolatito, I'm not betting against Estrada. Anytime. I think Estrada's <laughs> a special fighter. All right, let's go back in the jar here. Pull out a couple more names. Eventually, there we go. Artem Delakian. Mm. Artem Delakian. Uh, Eddie, thoughts on Delakian? Yeah, this guy. I mean, this guy's going to become quite important. I mean, he's been looking at his manager, Philip Fondue, has been kind of plaguing me for years <laughs> to do something with Delakian. And all of a sudden, I'm saying that, look, he's a flyweight champion from Ukraine. No disrespect, but I've got no interest in him. Now I'm like, Philip, are you there? Because this guy's going to be quite important. I really want to put a tournament together in the 112 pound division. Because if you think about it, obviously we work with Julio Cesar Martinez, hopefully he wins this weekend. Sonny Edwards will fight anyone. It's only really the lackey. You know, so you could get into a situation where we're doing just this. Jesse, when he wins in March, Sonny Edwards, Julio Cesar Martinez and the lackeys all go in the pot to find out who's undisputed, find out who the best is in the division. And I think that's the, exactly the kind of thing we should be doing. All right, let's look at his potential opponent. It is the aforementioned Sonny Edwards, 112-pound mm. champion. You've got your eye yeah. on Sonny Edwards. Uh, your thoughts on him as a fighter? Sonny, he's a special fighter. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to you know, disrespect his name. He is a special fighter. Um, he's, he's very crafty. He's a, he's a troll in the ring as well. He likes to play with his opponents. But, I mean, he, he doesn't really have much pop behind his power, I mean, behind his punches. So, yeah, I, I think it would just... When someone can finally figure him out, it's just they, they'll be able to beat him. I don't want to give the gaming plan away, but how do you beat Sonny Edwards? Because like I look at the matchup between Julio Cesar Martinez, yeah. who can be quite crude, unorthodox, but quite crude. And if you look at Melathalene, who Sonny dethroned for the World Championship, he was just far too crude. I mean, Sonny didn't lose a second of one round in that fight. Yeah. So you can't just walk him down, can you? You've got to be a little bit crafty with him. Yeah, um, but like like I said, he's very crafty, but I'm just as crafty as him as well. Um, most of his opponents just come forward, uh, you know, straightforward. They don't really give angles or anything. But I'm a different kind of fighter, and I believe I'll be able to defeat uh, Sonny Edwards when the, when the time comes. Eddie, if we ever got a Delakian-Edwards fight, who would you favor? I haven't seen a lot of Delakian, but, you know, I understand strong and tough and crude. Mm -hmm. So for me, Sonny Edwards, unanimous decision in that one. Okay. All right. Let's take a look back in the jar here. See what else we can pull out. You know Jesse's going to fight his brother, right? <laughs> I, I do, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's what it's looking like. A man we're going to see fighting this weekend, Julio Cesar Martinez in action, 112 pounds, which when he makes weight, he's had a little bit of trouble with that uh, in the yeah. past. You've watched a lot of Julio Cesar Martinez. What do you think of him? A very, very strong fighter, a little wild at times, but he's... He brings he brings it to the table every time. He's a fan favorite, and uh, every time he fights people, they like to tune in because that's what he brings. He brings excitement. Eddie, the hope is that by teaming up more full time with Eddie Reynoso, mm -hmm. we get a more disciplined version yeah. of Martinez. I think we'll get that. I think you saw it today at the presser. Like you only got, especially in the lower weight classes, it's very easy to look at a fighter at the press conference and see what kind of camp they've had. Like he looks totally different mm. to how he did when you know he's struggling at the weight. Yeah. He's not struggling at the weight and he shouldn't struggle at the weight at 112. Like he's not a massive mm. flyweight really. But sooner or later, unless he stays in camp with Eddie, he won't be able to make 112 forever. That's why he's got to be in these unifications. But I think there's a lot more to see from him. I think the poor discipline from him and a little bit of bad luck in the past has actually led him to some weaker performances. Don't forget when he boxed Chocolatito, it was like six weeks notice and he wasn't really in the gym. He came in heavy. But when I look back at like Julio Cesar Martinez, 
against Rosales, and I think Rosales Velasquez, by the way, is a, is a tough fight for both this weekend. But if you look at what he did to Rosales and what he did to Sonny Edwards, and like, like he's he's a beast. And I think when he's on it, I think he's going to be very difficult to beat, or, or not difficult to beat, but he's going to be a very hard task over twelve rounds to stay away from. Let me tell you. This guy against Martinez Great is fun. a headlining AT&T Center, yeah. Alamo Dome, <laughs> Dallas, wherever you want to go in yeah. Texas, that is a headlining type fight and a fight of the year contender, yeah, no for, question for about sure. it. For sure. And, you know, you look at these names, these names, you know, maybe these two fight, and then Julio and, and Jesse fight when he wins the world title, mm -hmm. and then you do the Undisputed or, or, or any mix of those. But I really feel like Julio after Saturday... And Jesse after March, straight into unification mm -hmm. at 112. Well, in the mythical matchmaking, we've got your brother, oh, Joshua good. Franco, well, popping up to face yeah. Julio Cesar Martinez. Uh, how would your brother fare against Martinez? I, I think he does very well. He, he beats Martinez um, not easy, but it, it would be a tough task. But my brother is a, spe a special fighter. Not a lot of people have uh, been able to see that because he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. But y'all see when he fights Ioka, he, mm -hmm. you are going to see what he's about. Eddie, you have, uh, I know you got to be careful what you say around the brother of Joshua Franco, but you also promote Martinez. Yeah, I haven't seen a lot of Joshua Franco. So I don't think a lot of people have, but he comes with a great reputation and he's Jesse Rodriguez's brother. Mm -hmm. But I have to go with Julio Cesar Martinez in that, um, in that fight because I'm, I'm a big fan of him. And um, of course, if Julio beat Joshua Franco, it would make the Jesse Rodriguez fight even bigger. Mm -hmm. He won't beat him, though. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Hollywood. You've got to be, you've got to be <laughs> Mr. Hollywood. That's a tough one. If you do, you're the favorite to beat us. All right. Last two here in the jar. Let's take a look. And I think I know one of the names that's going to come out. Uh, we have Jesse Rodriguez. Eddie, um, you signed Jesse Rodriguez, what, a year or so ago at this mm. point. What made you want to bring him into Matchroom and what has he shown you in the time he's been like, Honestly, Robert Garcia. Like, we get so many fighters that want to be part of the, the roster. And especially in the lower weight classes, like, you're not actively recruiting fighters in the lower weight classes. You're just not, unless they're a world champion or a big name. And Robert just, he wouldn't leave us alone about Jesse. And I respect Robert a lot. Like he wouldn't push Jesse Rodriguez. And he wasn't just pushing him saying, oh, any chance of, he was saying, I'm telling you now, this kid is so special. So whenever Robert says that, like, and then Kevin Rooney, who works for us, got on the Jesse Rodriguez fan club and he wouldn't leave us alone. <laughs> oh, get Jesse out, get Jesse. But back then he was 108, and I'm thinking, like, light flyweight. Like, you know, we boxed him on the Mikey, Mikey Garcia, Jesse Vargas card, looked great. But it's just like, how big can you be? And it was really, you know, we put him on the card on Quadras against Rungbisai, and it just, sometimes fate just plays out in front of your eyes. You know, um, Rungbisai got sick. I said, what about Jesse Rodriguez? Like, and Kevin said, Robert said, no problem, straight in, you know, not even thought about it. Moved two weight divisions up and we, he crowned a star that night, you know, and not just that, the run beside performance, fighting on the Canelo card, now has the opportunity to become a two division world champion, has fights out there with Julio Cesar Martinez, with Sonny Edwards, with Estrada, with Chocolatito. I mean, I, but when he moved down from 115, I, I, you know, I never like giving up a world title when you've chased so hard for it, but he does have the opportunity to become a two division champion quite quickly. It's very unusual to become mm -hmm. a two division champion by moving down. Mm -hmm. yeah. Normally you do it by moving up. But there's so many big fights at, you know, I think 108's done with Jesse. And I know, he, I know he can make it, but like in terms of the marquee fights, it's this guy, it's that guy. 
It's Chocolatito and it's Jordan. Yes. Well, hold that thought then, because the last name on this list is Roman <laughs> Chocolatito <laughs> so, Gonzalez. Jesse, this is a legacy fight yeah. if it were to happen for you. And I got to be honest, you've been kind of lukewarm about whether or not you would take that fight. And every time I don't hear you kind of enthusiastically say, I want that fight, I get a little piece of me dies as a boxing fan <laughs> because that is maybe the best fight in the entire division. Yeah. I mean, Roman, Roman Gonzalez, he's a legend. He's a... Uh, you know, respect to him because he's the one that brought the attention back to the lower weight mm -hmm. classes. Um, there was a lot of talk Roman Gonzalez and they put him on HBO and that's when, you know, the attention started coming back to the lower weight classes. So respect to him. But I mean, we had the same promoter, but taking promotions, matching, it'll be, it'll be, it would be a hard fight on Mr. Honda. Family's too. fight. That's the, Family's that's the, fight. Jesse's got too much respect. Right? <laughs> I'll tell you the story. Okay. Mr. Honda, that, Mr. Honda loves his fighters, mm -hmm. right? He loves Jesse. He loves Chocolatito. When he beat Rungasai, I said to Mr. Honda, you know, um, via Kemi, Chocolatito v. Jesse. That to <laughs> me is a legend. Like you got a legend of the sport and an up and coming superstar. And it was like, no way. <laughs> Mr. Honda does not. And that's why he's been a little bit coy about it because mm. he respects that yeah. opinion and that decision. <clears throat> me slightly different. Mm. That's a fight that for me is, you know, but so when I look at this, I start thinking, you know what, actually, if Estrada wins on Saturday, Estrada against Jesse Rodriguez is another big, big fight. Mm -hmm. You know, Estrada against Julio Cesar Martinez, all Mexican, really, really big fight. So if Roman wins, We've still got a bit of work to do with Mr. Honda. But I don't think you're going to see trips that to Japan, maybe. Yes, a yes. Couple, a couple, at least a few phone calls. When he's out there with his brother, he can talk to Mr. Honda. <laughs> All right, before we go, you see these eight names on the table here. The Pick two of them and tell me the fight that you want to see the most. If you could make any fantasy fight for next year, Eddie, I want to start with you. What fight would it be? You've got eight of the top guys in the 112, 115 pound division. If you could snap your fingers okay. and just make a fight, what would it be? So I think it's one of the easiest fights to make, actually. Mm -hmm. um, it's not necessarily the biggest, but for me as a Brit, and I think it's Sonny Edwards against Jesse Rodriguez. Okay. Because I think there's two guys that not a lot of people want to fight. And I think Jesse shows the type of fighter he is by saying, I'll fight Sonny Edwards. But I'm not saying Sonny Edwards is dangerous, or, but he's hard to beat. You know, he's got that style that you tend to avoid. You'd look at him, you'd watch him on tape and go, oh, yeah. no. But like for him to step up and say, no, you know, because- Sort of Rigondeaux-esque in a yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think he's, he's more fluid than Rigondeaux in many ways, but like, he's just awkward. Right. Like, and he's smart. Yeah. He's like a, he's like a 112 pound Tyson Fury, you know, at times where he's just unorthodox and, you know, he makes you pay and he's got a lot of confidence. You know, and I think that sometimes can defeat the opponent before they step in, just how confident he is. But I, I, it's not the biggest fight. I mean, for me, as I said, Julio Cesar against Jesse Rodriguez, Julio against Estrada, Jesse against Roman. They're all bigger fights. But just as a Briton, I know what legacy means to Jesse Rodriguez. He will want to unify mm -hmm. and he will want to be undisputed. So to do that, he has to go through all those guys. And that might that may be his toughest test. All right, Jesse, let me put it to you then. Uh, the fight you could make, whether it involves you or otherwise, out of these eight names, who would it be? If I were to do a fight, it would be myself mm -hmm. against Julio Cesar Martinez or Sonny Edwards. I'm not, like, like Eddie Hearn said, I'm not avoiding anybody. I'm mm -hmm. here to fight the best, and I'm here to unify the division, even go undisputed. So 
either one of these two fights uh, line them up and I'm ready to sign the contract. Well, maybe we'll do that and we'll do Sonny Edwards against the Lackian. Little, little semi-final there. <laughs> and then you see Sonny Edwards. I can't call this one because we represent them both. <laughs> both of these guys in the fight. And then you get undisputed. You could, you could do it by the end of 2023. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. what we want. And then, you know, Estrada Chuck Tito yeah, 4. Because yeah, they're exactly. both ready to go exactly. again yeah, after this. So they're all set to go. Either way, 112, 115 pounds. Great fights you can make in these divisions, including ones involving this guy next year.